Welcome to the Daily Cut, the podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Shine Gidla, one of the pastors here at Park Community Church from our West Rogers Park Church. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so, to do that, we have altered our use of this podcast, and instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is the Daily Cut, and I'm Shine Gidla. If you have been following along with us over the past week you'll know that we have been working through the minor prophets and today we'll be looking at the prophet Nahum Nahum this Hebrew name translates to counselor or comforter Nahum was an exceptional writer using a poetic structure eloquence and dramatic descriptive language in powerful ways to convey a hopeful message to Judah and the wrath of God upon Nineveh. That's the reason among the 12 minor prophets, he's called the poet prophet. In the book of Nahum, the future destruction of Nineveh is described as coming. Scholars estimate Nahum was written between 663 and 612 B.C., and Nineveh was destroyed in 612 BC. The oppressors, the Assyrians, they were the first ancient Middle East superpower. Assyrian kings were brutal to the people they conquered. And in the book of Nahum, their future destruction is described as coming. But well, I thought Nineveh had turned back to God when Jonah preached to them. Yes, they did turn back to God. But 150 years after Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah, she returned to idolatry. She returned back to violence and arrogance. And into this scene comes the prophet Nahum with his message of the awesomeness and holiness of God. So let's see what Nahum has to say. Let's look at chapter 1 of Nahum. Nahum chapter 1 says this, A prophecy concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkosite, the Lord's anger against Nineveh. The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord takes vengeance and is filled with wrath. The Lord takes vengeance on his force and vents his wrath against his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished. His way is in the whirlwind and the storm, and clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and dries it up. He makes all the rivers run dry. Bashan and Carmel wither and the blossoms of Lebanon fade. The mountains quake before him and the hills melt away. The earth trembles at his presence, the world and all who live in it. Who can withstand his indignation? Who can endure his fierce anger? His wrath is poured out like fire. The rocks are shattered before him. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. 
but with an overwhelming flood he will make an end of Nineveh he will pursue his force into the realm of darkness whatever they plot against the lord he will bring to an end trouble will not come a second time they will be entangled among thorns and drunk from their wine they will be consumed like dry stubble from you Nineveh as one come forth who plots evil against the lord and devises wicked plans this is what the lord says although they have allies and are numerous they will be destroyed and pass away although i have afflicted you judah i will afflict you no more now i'll break their yoke from your neck and tear your shackles away the lord has given a command concerning you in any way you will have no descendants to bear your name i will destroy the images and idols that are in the temple of your gods i will prepare your grave for you are a while in these verses we see nahum presents the character of god to us god is a jealous god a lord that has reserved wrath for his enemies the lord is slow to anger but has great power and will not leave the guilty unpunished this god the god of the jewish people has control over his creation in his judgment he comes as a whirlwind as a mighty storm who controls the seas the rivers the mountains and in fact the entire earth nehem asked the question of those who face judgment who can stand before his indignation and the answer is no one in all these verses nehem teaches great lessons of who god is nehem teaches us that god is slow to anger and a strong hold for those who trust in him but also he is the one who will not leave the wicked unpunished this is a timeless message for the faithful this is a timeless message for you and me nehem dominates the text with the attributes of god's full character our god is a jealous god our god is an avenging god he is powerful he is just he is good and slow to anger in the end he will protect his people that are oppressed by evil nations dictators leaders and governments this is the wonderful truth which nehem shows us in verse 7 we read the lord is good a refuge in times of trouble he cares for those who trust in him and as believers we can know this truth and lean into it how are you being oppressed today we have a god who protects his people we can know this truth and lean into it the book of nehem is a burden of judgment pronounced against nineveh verse 1 to 14 announces judgment on nineveh emphasizing yahweh's power and his anger toward those who oppose him 
Not only was Nahum's prophetic message given to the Gentile city of Nineveh, but also to Nahum's own people, the Jewish people. In the middle of this book about Nineveh is a very interesting verse written to encourage the people of God who had experienced the oppression of the Ninevites. Nahum 1.15 is a very interesting verse. It is written to Judah, which was the southern kingdom of Israel. The northern kingdom had already been attacked and conquered by the people of Assyria, who are the main subject of this little book. As God is pronouncing judgment against Nineveh for all that they did to Israel and Judah, he inserts this verse of encouragement to the people of Judah who were spared. Verse 15 says, Look, there on the mountains, the feet of one who brings good news, who proclaims peace. Celebrate your festivals, Judah, and fulfill your woes. No more will the wicked invade you. They'll be completely destroyed. God tells them that he has cut off the nation that was oppressing them. These were certainly good news to the people of God. If you notice, in this verse it says, the feet of the people who bring good news are beautiful. I do not think that God was speaking literally about the attractiveness of a person's feet, but I believe that he was saying that it was a pleasant sight to see the people who are the bearers of good news. We see this, even Paul quotes this verse in Romans 10.15, where he was referring to the man who is sent to preach the gospel, which is the good news regarding salvation. God says that it is a beautiful thing for people to bring the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would like to end with this, asking you a question. How beautiful are your feet? How beautiful are your feet and my feet? Is our feet being used of the Lord to bring the good news of salvation to our neighbors? Is our feet being used to go to a lot of places and share the love of Jesus. And this is my prayer, that God would use each one of our feet to go to places where we can share the good news of Jesus. That God would use our feet to share the love of Jesus to our neighbors, our friends and family members who still don't know Jesus. And this is my prayer, that we would see the awesomeness of God, our stronghold in a day of trouble, and eagerly await His return, who is going to come back and set all things right. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you are doing well. We'll be back again with another short devotional, so stay tuned.